What's up, what's up, y'all? This is the host, Lita Johnson, with the most, so have a toast, and this is the final Leader Sports Podcast, man. We got a lot of things to talk about today. Y'all want y'all to follow me, man. Yeah, let's get a little breeze on. Listen, man, get a little breeze into the podcast, man. It is a little baby California breeze. A lot of things are broadcast today, man. Um, a lot of big things in sports to collaborate on Philadelphia's way. Where do we go? Uh, Villanova loses again. Two Providence. It's been a real... This is not what the, the Nova Nation is used to, so this is a strong point to make Nova Nation even stronger. But good players, Cameron Whitmore had 21 points. Um, 21-9. He's going to be an NBA lottery pick, top five, top ten. I think he's a top five talent. So let's get to our, our boundaries more on what's going on. I really want to talk more about the MVP showdown. And it's a lot we can talk about. So, but this time it's the MVP show. Now, this is what we do at the top. Uh, we'll have a show talking about Kelsey Brothers. But let's talk about the MVP showdown, my friend. Um, this has been going on all year. You know, Patrick Mahomes um, has been further told. You know, basically, um, there's no Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I'm saying, like, this is how it started. It started when Tyreek Hill went to the Dolphins. You know, now you got to get Juju and you got uh, MVS. You, you got you got guys. Travis Kelsey is elite in every sense of the word and can take on a whole team. But, um, you know, other guys, Sky Moore, they weren't proven yet. In this system, that's a big thing. You got guys like Juju, they came, but this is their first time in the system. And so Mahomes, yes, it's an MVP performance. And right now, who has an MVP win? It's Mahomes. I'm an Eagle fan, so but I'm going to be unbelievably honest. Mahomes just did the impossible. The only way Mahomes is beat for the MVP is if Jalen Hurts puts on his show and they not if they just win. Like, I'm just going to be real with you. I know Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts got to let you know he is him. You know, like to like the game against San Francisco, man, it didn't even have to be nothing done. Like nothing. He did key things to let you know he is still him, but not number one him. There are a lot of hymns in the NFL, but... There's only one ultimate him. So this game proves everything. 
this game proves so much. This is like the OK Corral. This is with Wider versus Doc Holiday. What we got? Billy the Kid versus Wider. What is this? What are we doing here? This is almost like saying that who gonna leave better, Nat Turner and make and cause more destruction. Who gonna leave better, Nat Turner or Harry Tubman? Who we got? Frederick Douglass and Harry Tubman. Who we got? We got Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Who we got? This is this is a showdown. Showdown. Who's gonna lead the revolution better? Who's going to stand up for blacks better? Malcolm X or Martin Luther King? Who's going to be the better president? Is it Bill Clinton or Barack Obama? Like, this is, this is, this is it. This is the throw down, show down, go down. These guys have been profiled all year, man. And what has to be realized and recognized Is how good they both have been. I mean, they've been the single architects of their team. Mahomes not having the receivers he's supposed to have. You know, that's that's been the big thing. You go to Mahomes. Mahomes has 5,250 yards this year, 41 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. With a 77.5 quarterback rating. First in yards, first in touchdowns, um, 26 in interceptions where he should be, first in QBR. I mean, what do you what do you say to a person like that? You know, Jalen Hurts had to miss a couple of games. So there was parts of his game that had to be left off. 105.2 quarterback rating. You really look at this guy and you just say, well, just with the weapons. I mean, if you're talking about weapons and who they have at their disposal, it's a little different. It gets a little bit different. Rushing this year, what did he do? He still accumulated 358 yards with 5.9 yards per carry and four touchdowns. Going more into 67% from the field was unbelievable. Look at the 8.1 average charge play. You had to put all of these 648 attempts, like he was really good team. Then you look at Jalen Hurts' stats. Remember, he missed two games. Uh, Jalen Hurts has games where he doesn't have to rack up 300 or 400 yards. I mean, you have big play guys, big plays are made, and then the defense, this really puts to where the defense is. They also let you know about coming up with the defense. He had 3,701 yards, 10th in the league, 22 touchdowns, which was 14. He had six interceptions, which was tied for fourth. And he had 66.3 QBR, which was fourth. Jalen Hurts was not only a dynamic passer. I mean, because 
Because not only that, look at the average yards. He did eight yards per, per play, too. He has a 101.6 passer rating. 460 attempts, though. Let's, let's look at that, that measure. Always 648, 460 attempts. He had to throw the ball more. Philadelphia has an unbelievable rushing game, which is led by Jalen Hurts. The your quarterback has 780 yards, 4.6 yards per carry, and 13 touchdowns. This is your quarterback. This, this, is, this is your leader. Now, looking at both of the – see, that's where it always – something outweighs the other, some one way or the other. You see the passing where Mahomes comes in, but Jalen comes in with the passing credentials – which are not over, but you see the the the, the body of work, a hundred plus a hundred quarterback rating, QBR of sixty six, fourth in the league. But then he comes with the seven hundred and eighty rushing yards, thirteen touchdowns. We ain't talking about five, we talking about six. We ain't talking about seven, which is good enough. We are talking about thirteen. So he was a running option, definitely. He was when you when you're scoring over ten. Touchdown, 10 or more, you're definitely a running option all year. That, that's when you were definitely a weapon. So this is what evens it out. But if you had for me to choose off the – looking at the playoff performance, it would be Patrick Mahomes right now. But, shoot, the first one by Hertz was nice. He got down over 100, 110 plus, plus 110 uh, quarterback rating. Had two touchdowns, rushed in for one. Not many even get that in the playoff game. So you're accounting for 21 points of the 38 points that was put up. Jalen Hurts. So you go to this game, and you got San Francisco, tough game. He made the smart plays. He had impactful plays, impactful passes, but it wasn't like even the last game, even close to the last game. And then the yards went down more. So people are like, oh, you know, that that counts on the MVP race. Now, this game, he has to come in and he has to do his thing. He has to come in there just to, for the MVP race, not, not for the winning Super Bowl. His team is so good. They already showed you. They can have the quarterback throw for 125 and still beat you 31 to 7. Don't talk about what they had. They had it and it went, it got knocked out. The, that is another that is another thing there. Like I, I definitely want to talk about this subject is huge. I've never seen this before in football, where people are crying and whining, Stephen A included. Oh, it just wasn't fair. Oh, just, stop, man. This is football. It happened. Nobody said that when, when Donovan McNabb went out. When Donovan McNabb went out, no one said it. No one went crazy and said, oh, was this not fair that Donovan McNabb, he was out. Don't talk about quarterbacks. Josh Johnson has been with, with 13 different teams. and thirteen. If you can lead a, a quarterback that has not stepped foot on this surface to, to, to play as a third string, then there's no excuse why you shouldn't be able to lead Josh Johnson. You know why? I know why of that part. Because he didn't have much practice. I mean... I'm pretty sure he didn't have much practice to 
Brock Purdy didn't have a day of practice, you know, to get back into the game and do what he do what he did. But this is a veteran. You can't lead him better than that. You can't get over fourteen. You can't even get twenty one. You can't get seventeen. That's up to you. That's all the fault of the out coach, our man. That's it. Because if he's doing, if Josh Johnson's coming in and he's playing good, what are we talking about? Oh, what a good game, heroic! No, Philadelphia shut all that down from the from the second from the first snap they had. Hassan Reddick bullied them. He bullied them. Took him out the game. Took this man out the game. The first play, I mean, people get hit all the time after the, you know, they got hit on their arm and they got hit throwing the ball. They don't injure their elbow. This just happened to happen. He got hit that hard. And then it wasn't Hassan Reddick. If you look at the play, Hassan Reddick wouldn't have been the only person. that He would have been sacked regardless. Fletcher Cox was right there. Hargrave was right there. He was going to get hit regardless. How he got hit? This also up to San Francisco side. How is it? Brock Purdy got that ball. You don't recognize a man that's coming near your way, your throwing way to interfere in that. So you made a decision that that was good. If, if you knew this man was coming on the side of you, then you made a decision to throw that ball yourself. So you put your own self at risk. That was his decision. He thought he can get that off and it'd be all good. If you knew a man was on your side, you was throwing there hoping you got that off in time. Or if you got contact, because it's also an option. If you get contact, you'd be able to handle it. It wouldn't be costly. So let's just throw all this back. Y'all stop that. San Francisco lost because Philadelphia was way more physical. <laughs> That's all it was. How much did they get to Jalen Hurts? Now, let's just count that. How many times did they get to Jalen Hurts? How many times a man that can move? Remember before this game, they were so up on Brock Purdy. Oh, he can dodge the tackle. He can dodge the sack so much. He's the he's the wizard, wonderful wizard of. And Brock Purdy played unbelievable. But now all of a sudden, when they when he loses, there's so many excuses. It, it makes them not look like the player that he was, if there's a sympathy act for him when he, like, oh, no, this isn't the, 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 I'm pretty sure Purdy don't want that. Like, what are y'all doing? Okay, I lost. I feel bad for these guys. You saw his press conference. I feel bad even more. He showed a lot. He As a person himself, he showed a lot. But what y'all are giving him is not what he wants. That's not the type of reputation he earned. He didn't earn the chump. He didn't earn that. Soon as he goes down with the injury, there's, oh, it wasn't a fair game. Oh, it wasn't fair. Yes, it was. It was it, it was a quarterback on the field. It was definitely a fair game. Now, what y'all saying about the talent? Look, we have no – I'm sorry. Because from what, we, from what the, the, the scouting report was that San Francisco had just as deep as a team as Philadelphia. And we didn't play Philadelphia didn't play with Minshew. Philadelphia is not going there saying we ain't have no quarterback. I'm 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 very sure if Philadelphia lost because Hertz got hurt in that game and, 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 and San Francisco dismantled them, there would be no one on TV. Philadelphia is not the type of franchise people do that for. There would be no analysts on TV saying, 
oh, well, Philadelphia, it just wasn't fair. It doesn't happen in Philadelphia. It didn't happen when Carson Wentz went down with the concussion. It didn't happen when, when, when Clowney hit him. It, didn't, it doesn't happen for Philadelphia. So I'm not trying to hear this is this this is not supposed to happen regardless. I don't I don't wish this for future references to Philadelphia. I want football to be football. Y'all got to get come on man. Y'all love football. Let's do he they didn't have they had a quarterback on the field. I, I don't want to hear how he did. They had a quarterback on the field. He got knocked out. So now there's no, I don't want to hear that. Then you hear some analysts saying, well, they were in it. They were in it. When he went out, they were in it. Okay, if I'm hearing that, I don't want to hear no excuses about how Philly lost or how Philly won and it wasn't fair. If I'm hearing, you can't. I can't hear that they was in the game even when Purdy went out for a second. I can't hear that. That's not something that's supposed to be said. And this game is Hurts versus Mahomes. This is showtime. This is showtime. This this is definite showtime. And if you look at these playoffs, you know, Mahomes, they did what they were supposed to do. But Philly has dominated both their opponents, even the second seed. It wasn't like somebody like Dallas beat, you know, and they got a good defense. And I hear Skip talking all the time about what Dallas did to that they don't matter what they did. They don't even matter what they did the whole season. They're out. What they did doesn't even matter to San Francisco. They're out. They couldn't even get Brock Purdy. They couldn't even pressure him like that. Like. But they did a good enough job on him to let us know that he was in trouble. If he threw for 250 yards, no touchdowns, Something like that against Dallas. He's he's looking for a bad time against us. Like we were a different defense. Dallas, we're rivals. You know, it's a different atmosphere. But Dallas didn't score much. They only scored like seventeen. How do you count for the last two, the last minute drive that never made it? Like the two touchdowns came and that was it. Philadelphia just decided to end this. Okay, let's end this. Let's just end it. Dallas almost lost to Gardner Minshew, man. That game really was out. Dallas did the one last score. You know, that was all Philadelphia turnover fault. You know, I mean, we could have had the game. We just made turnovers. But you almost got outscored by Gardner Minshew, the backup quarterback. With Dak being back, like, this is an elite defense. What happened? You only had 17 the last time. You get off to a 40 this time, you know Turnovers do it, but that's not an excuse because we could have stopped you. So you score. But you you only you score 40 against our backup. Now, that's a defensive problem. We should have been dead on defense, but you still had to score 40 against the backup quarterback. He was steady getting on y'all. Y'all had to keep coming back on Gardner. Let's talk about Dallas, man. That's all it is. Um, but once again, it's just a – I kept hearing it too many times. From just about every football show, it was a topic. Not everybody really agreed 
uh, with the notion because Joy Taylor for um, Joy Taylor is one of the best out there uh, this with Sean McCoy, Emmanuel Acho and my guy, I forgot his name um, that is a good it's a good show and she gets, she really checks people in the whole nine all the time, right? She got she really sharp with it. Acho is very intelligent, and you know uh, Joy is real smart, man. Like she know she knows how to, to like go back with you. She know how to get into it intelligently, and then the way she talks it makes <laughs> make you seem stupid. Like oh damn, she said it like that. So let let's let's get very very big on this. Um. Like she said, Brock Purdy got knocked out of the game. Rex Ryan said the same thing. Another, he's real good at analyst work. He's tell he's smart. Tell he's a Ryan. Football tells us it's unbelievable, Rex Ryan. But man, I mean, he got knocked out of the game. What are we talking about? What what is this? You know how many people got knocked out of the game? Andre Waters knocked a couple out. Simmons, them guys was animals. Animals. The, the 85 Bears, animals. Oh, what are we talking about right here? Oh, this is such a shame. Oh, this, we really have changed. Now, now you know, that's how you know the sports era has really changed. When the analysts are not known to even be built soft, they're not known to, they're known to be righteous and right and sharp. But when you start coming up, that oh god, it wasn't a fair game. Now, if you say you didn't want to watch the game, this was a bad game after the quarterback was out. The game, I understand. But to sit here and give an excuse to uh, San Francisco, like oh, it just wasn't fair for them. Yes, it was. Was it? Was it somebody getting hiking the ball to? Did it happen? When somebody got the ball hiked to him, then it was fair. I don't want to hear none of that. They got to deal with it. Oh, you mad because Josh Johnson got in? Yeah, that was that. That was it right there. Now, Josh Johnson, there's no excuse when he was in the game. It is what it is. Don't talk about insult that man because oh, he he must not have been with a couple of teams. He, he must not have got all the teams he's been with. He must not have been that good. For one, man played. At least he played with the teams. This man made it in the NFL and played with these teams. He was good enough. He was good enough for San Francisco to sign him. What makes him so different from the other quarterbacks that ended up being good? Now, all of a sudden, this guy gets in. You realize he didn't have no practice time. He did the best he could. He gave him something for about a minute. Either way, he was a quarterback. He'd been a quarterback in this league. That was disrespectful of the analysts to come at that man like that. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable, man. Um. When I come back, man, we're going to talk uh, some Sixers, you know, um, get on more and more about um, Jason Kelsey. Uh, this will be the next podcast, um, the Kelsey rivalry. And we'll, we'll, I'll just talk about just a little bit about that. That's all. But, um, also, when we come back, we'll talk about more about the draft, man. Draft big. Huge right now uh, for Philadelphia. T- listen, for Philadelphia, it's enough talent. Listen, knows exactly what to do. So when we come back, man, we talk there. 
more about the draft, more about Philadelphia, more about the, the matchup, Super Bowl, on Father Leaving. So they lost last night, 119-110 to the Orlando Magic, which is a young team you got to watch out for in the future. But, you know, they got to slip up. Sixers were supposed to win that game. They lost. You know, there'll be games like that. They're one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Um, Embiid is the MVP again, like he always proves every year. Now what can they hold against him? He dominated Giannis, Jokic. He dominated him. Now they're going to watch the season even more to try to figure out ways to go against Embiid. Wasn't a starter this year. Jesus Christ. Sheesh. I mean, the disrespect is real. I've never seen it. I, mean, I thought I thought Embiid, uh, LeBron got disrespected. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Like, Embiid is the most disrespected superstar I've ever seen, man. It's unbelievable. It is what it is, man. Now, he'll get over it. He'll he'll prove him wrong like he always does and just goes where it goes. But this team is good because they're, they're deep in the bench. To me, this is this this is it. Like, they finally have a bench that anybody, so many people can get at you. Shake Milton, though. Now you got Tyrese Maxey, which is unbelievable to have a superstar. Because he, he's definitely, he's going to have his time where he starts. He's just that phase right now where they're looking at it like, okay. You know, uh, but if you see him on press conferences, you know, he, he lets you know what he ain't. He don't agree with being a, a, a bench player, but, you know, he, he gets down. He gets down and he, he does his thing. But I still think looking at it now, Tyrese Maxey should still be a starter, man. Just have him on second units. I think he should be a starter, though. But I see what Doc's doing. It's not like it's crazy. I mean, who 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 want to go against a superstar, a star player off the bench? He's not a superstar yet, but who want to go against a star player off the bench? Like, he's better than a Lou Williams could ever be. Like, he's that good. Like, he was better at an earlier age than Lou Williams was even affecting the game. Like, Tyrese Maxey is something different. He's going to be an all-star a lot of times. But um, now you look at Tyrese Maxey. 
on the bench with Shake Milton, uh, Georges Nine, Matisse Thibault, Daniel House Jr., and Montrez Harrell. Like, man, that's Paul Reed still got him off the bench. Like, this is a, a, a four kind, four kind court minds. This is a dynamic bench. Jaden Springer, even the last guy, has scored double figures in the game. Like, the last guy to even get that touch, Jaden Springer, is letting you know he's here. It's crazy. This this is the team. They just have to keep playing and get better and better. Only chemistry is going to make them. This is not the best of this team. Now that they found the nucleus point of where they are productive, now you can start getting better and getting used to each other more and more. And this is going to happen with the Sixers. This is going to be a scary team. I, anytime I've seen them play with Brett Brown or with Doc Rivers, this is the best they've been at this time in basketball ever. Like, they, they, they're running so fluent together. They're... they're they're used to each other, and it's all because of uh, NBA IQ. You know, go Harden and MB. That's who does it. But Harden is the key to that. Everybody keep on saying, no, Harden being the point guard that he is makes this team super dangerous. Ben Simmons didn't even pass the ball, get many assists. You know, he was like eight assists at the most. Ben Simmons, you were looking for eleven assists. He, it was times he could have had that when they, you know, they had Bellinari and Elias uh, Sova and. J.J. Red. It was times they had the right amount of players for Ben Simmons to get 10 assists a game. I don't, I don't want to hear anything. Harden is putting up the exact numbers, except for rebounds, you know, but he's not 6'10". You know, I, I thought Ben Simmons should have averaged a triple-double. It, it, literally, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, even 15, 15, 10, and 10, if anything. I mean, you're 6'10 at the point guard position. You're a mismatch problem. You're an elite defender, and he he never turned into that player. Harden is Harden. He's already was a Hall of Famer. Now he's just what is amazing. He's building another section of his resume. He's building another section of his Hall of Fame legacy, which was already planted. Now, the the one thing people used to say, "Oh, Dwayne Wade ain't no better off guard." Uh, Dwayne Dwayne Wade is next after Michael Jordan and Kobe and all. I'm like, what? What? James Harden just don't exist, huh? It, what he's doing is just super easy. I don't give a care how many, what, what rules have changed. Everybody's not scoring where Harden is scoring. So it's not that easy. <laughs> That's the first thing. The second thing is this man has led the league in assists and, and scoring. Like, he's done it as a shooting guard. Like, he's he's the next closest thing to LeBron James as shoot guard. He's he's literally the closest thing to LeBron James at shooting guard. And you're talking, listen, it's Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, and uh, James Harden. But you, the Allen Iverson thing, see, it makes him. That is so hard, right there. If if if, if Harden wins this title, he goes over AI. That's just what it is, man. He got This is when the titles matter. You're looking at two players who have both got down in the play. Obviously, it's a better playoff player. So, it's, it's, you, you got to start counting him being his size and scoring. But if he wins a title and looking at what Harden has done, transferring to the point guard position, just he's just a straight-up different player. He changed to an all-star guard from an all-star point guard to all-star, from all-star shooting guard to all-star point guard. He's playing like a, a Hall of Fame point guard. 
Like, literally, that's his job. Where Doc Rivers has put him, he's mastered it. His NBA IQ is better than I ever thought. And now, it's still, he makes it look like, he's, he, you know he's not coming in there just to score. It's Embiid's team. That's what it is. And he, he puts his game in with Embiid's game, and then Maxie, and then Guybor. Everybody around him gets better. Tobias Harris, everybody. He's really a point guard, point guard. He's that type of player. Like, goodness gracious. He's gotten 16 to 18 assists this year. Like, by two different games. I mean, he's been triple-double. He's been the all-star player. Every, way better than the James Harden of last year, which was a good James, great James Harden. That was, he, people were just looking for him to be this other person. That he's No, he's not being that person. For, he can't be that person for this team to win. Um, I, th- I see a lot of good things for the Sixers coming up. Uh, February 8th is the matchup I'm looking at against Boston. What do they do against Boston? I- I'm looking for them. If they beat Boston, they're sending a message. Hey, we can – everybody's talking about they're the deepest team that this and that. And I'm like, dang, Philly really has a good team. Even though Boston does have Malcolm Brogdon on the bench, which is totally unfair. All right, they got other guys, you know what I mean? So, but Philadelphia guys are no joke, and they're defenders. That's another thing that has to get better. The defensive play of Philadelphia has to get better. That's not even a question. They're going to go to the next level. Defensive play has to get better. Um, uh, back to, I just, I just wanted to get into uh, some basketball real quick. But this is a basically, uh, I really want to talk more about uh, Mahomes and Hurts, where they come from, man. I mean, what they did in college to where they're at now is it, huge. And what Hurts, his story is crazy. Like, I mean, he literally was benched in the championship and never was saw again in, in, in Alabama. Then he goes to Oklahoma and turns into a Aztec warrior. He just... He's rushing for a hundred thousand yards like that and throwing for four, four or five thousand. Like that was an amazing season. If if, if you if you were an Oklahoma fan, that had to be like a dream to have a guy that good. Then he's a Heisman Trophy candidate. This is really unbelievable to look at the progress of Jalen Hurts. Great quarterbacks always come out uh, from Lincoln Riley, man. And Jalen Hurts was one of those guys that, I mean, he, this is going to be a showdown of showdowns because you have no choice. Why this game is so critical in this MVP deciding because you're going against two good defenses. One great defense, the Philadelphia defense. That's a great defense. But you're expecting Mahomes to be up to the task. But Hurts, nobody, you know, I mean, he, there was the San Francisco game, and, that, you know, you look at that game, it didn't prove to nobody that. But Hurts against an elite, you know, a good a good defense. You got Chris Jones and, 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 you know, Frank Clark on this defense. This is a Andy Reid defense. This is a good defense. One of the best in the NFL. Uh, they're better than last year. But Hurts, he's been – 
Like, he's been against some of the top defenses in the league. You know, he's been against some tough defenses. And Hurts is hard to bring down. And he thinks on the go, just like Mahomes, real good. He thinks on the go. Even when he wasn't accurate with passing, he made he thought on the go and he made passes. As well as not make some last year. But he thought on the go. Now this year he can throw that pass. And it makes him dangerous because he thinks he's so smart on the go. I mean, if whether he has to run, take a hit, or throw the ball. Like, he's very smart on the go. He makes his decisions. Why he, Just because you make him run, it doesn't mean you, this is an advantage for you. This is an unadvantage because now he's thinking double time. And he's thinking both either run or throw. So this is going to be something for the Kansas City defense to deal with. He's a very, very tough person to deal with. And Mahomes is Mahomes. So this is going to be the tough thing for Philadelphia defense, even though Philadelphia is so tough. You know, I won't come to the foregone conclusion yet um, until, you know, a couple of weeks that went by, you know, till we right before the game and what I say. But I just feel like this defense is going to be a super problem for Mahomes, especially uh, his high ankle sprain is going to be healed. But it got to be 100 percent to go mess with Philly. Like you can't come in there hurt. Philadelphia is just not that team. You come in to play hurt or a little nicked up. Your quarterback going against a team with 70, almost 80 sacks on the year? Oh, that is crazy. Let's just look at what we're talking about right now. At 16 of those 19 games, right? Philly's looking like a four sack team every every game. Four four sacks. That's it. Four sacks. Every game you getting hit up like that, like that. That's the average right now. This this is going to be a tough, a tough game. I think Hertz is used to dealing with the tough defenses, the fast defenses, because he's also an athlete. Mahomes is an athlete, but he's not as strong as Hertz. This is what, the, but on the passing route, Mahomes is a magician more than Hertz. He's a more of a magician. So if anybody is qualified to deal with the hell raising defense, it's Mahomes. No question. But he has a hurt high ankle sprain. You're going to have to run from all these athletes and savages all game. You got hits coming. Mahomes got, he has hits coming. This is, he's going to get beat up. This is, this is what's going to happen. You can't beat up Hurts like home because one's a bigger quarterback than the other. So it's not going to matter to Hurts if they get hit the same amount of times. Even with the same amount of power, Hurts is not going to be hurt more than Mahomes. It's just what he's built for, the physical nature of taking hits and running the way he does. Totally different, man.
Um, once again, the Sympathy Act. That's crazy, man. We got to stop, period. All of them. Stephen A., um, I didn't see Marcus Spears get down on that notion. <laughs> Ryan Clark agrees, but you could tell he was like, ah, he's a football player. Like, what? Uh, Bart Scott would have commented on that. He probably would have cursed people out. What do you mean uh, you're sorry for them not having a quarterback? This is football. You hurt, hurt, hurt. You know what I mean? So I, I just feel like that was crazy. Philadelphia can't win a game. Once again, the same year, same thing as 2017-2018, Philadelphia not getting their respect. This is their respect. Straight up, just all-out respect. This respect is like Philadelphia has been disrespected so much. Fedor hurts in the MVP conversation. At the time, people were saying he was the MVP uh, candidate at that time he deserved if, if we were judging at that time Jalen Hurts was definitely the MVP but things have happened two games since he's been out and Mahomes is still rolling and that playoff performance has put him to me in the front runner for it if Jalen Hurts comes out and have a big game you have to give him the MVP of the NFL of the Super Bowl it, it, he, he needs to get it he, if he shows if he has a big time game if he has a big-time game, you have to give him the MVP. And they win. Big-time game and they win, you have to give him the MVP in the NFL. That's just what it is. All right, man, I'm out of here. Uh, it's Lita Johnson, man. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. Uh, this is Follow the Leader, and I'm out.